Okay, hello everyone, it's Dashian Miller, and we are here with episode 95, 95 of our Kuden podcast, and so uh, glad that some of you were able to join us, and what the hell, I'm looking at my own self in here, and got a collar that's rolled up, and looking all like I just crawled out of a duffel bag or something. Anyway, uh, and the, for those of you listening on Apple Tunes and, and Stitcher, and what, James, a couple of hundred uh, podcast platforms and directories that we're on. Uh, you have no idea what I was just talking about, so it's okay. All right. Anyway, um, for those of you who do know, you know that we do this live in video format and all that um, uh, as the original uh, broadcast. And um, so anyway, we're here. Um, this is actually a Valentine's Day holiday, right? This is February 14th of 2022 for those of you listening uh, in the future. And so we're not sure how many people were actually going to show up for this thing because it's one of those significant holidays. And uh, normally I have something, uh, I don't know, uh, inspirational or thoughtful or something to say to lead into things. And um, the only thing that kind of popped into my mind was around this whole um, uh, love and Valentine's Day and all that. But what I was introduced to in our Mikio uh, training a long, long time ago was this character on the mandala that represents uh, a certain aspect of love. Uh, this Aizen Myo, A I Z E N Myo. Uh, Myo is king, queen, light, king, whatever. It's about enlightenment and all that. Uh, but they end up showing up in in uh, really wrathful uh, forms like Fudo Myo and uh, Guzanze Myo. Uh, my personal uh, protective uh, deity or aspect or whatever you want to call it, right? Without getting all like religious and woo-woo. Uh, but this Aizen Yol is a reflection of love, uh, but um, maybe doesn't look like it because he has three eyes and fangs and flames surrounding his body. Actually, no, not surrounding his body. They're popping off of his body. Six arms, weapons in each hand uh, kind of thing. And uh, what it really represents is um, this idea of um, hmm? How do I say this in a nice way? Let's call it Dad's tip of the boot love, right? You know, these different types of love that you have, right? Like Granny's love, right? No matter how bad, and your Granny may have been different, right? But no matter how bad things were, right? Come home with that report card that's got an F on it or whatever, and you go to Granny's and, you know, she gives you that little loving lecture kind of thing, but there's milk and cookies, right, sitting right there for you, right? You take that same F home, you show it to Dad, that's a different type of conversation, right? And um, often people don't like that kind of thing, right, because it's not nice. It's not nice, right? Uh, but what I was taught by uh, my Mikio teacher was that, Compassion and love in this form has nothing to do with being nice. Has nothing to do with giving somebody what they need. Has to do with or not. Has not something. Has nothing to do with giving somebody what they want. Right. Everything to do with giving somebody what they need. Right. And so, anyway, we'll be talking about some of this stuff. Uh, this can't won't won't dichotomy and whatnot during this episode. We'll see where it goes from there. All right. So let's go ahead and officially get it started, and I'll talk to you in just a minute. So, the big question is this. How are self-defense and success-minded people like us, concerned citizens worried about protecting ourselves, our loved ones, and the things we care about from the monsters we know exist in the world? 
How do we train in a way that gives us the skills, knowledge, and understanding we need without becoming paranoid fighters or killers ourselves, and yet still allows us to be the hero protector the world needs us to be? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jeffrey Miller, and welcome to Kudan Radio, real training for real people in a real world. Absolutely. Anyway, <clears throat> I've got James hiding in the background back there. Uh, keeping track of things. So if anybody has any questions or comments or anything during the um, podcast, by all means, uh, type them in there wherever you happen to be. And um, hopefully he's able to monitor those things and, and we'll see them uh, as they come along. I, I don't turn them on anymore uh, because uh, partly they were distracting, but also anything on my screen that pops up, uh, including some of these uh, hijackers and whatnot that were jumping in uh, really screws things up. And, uh, well, they were pissing me off, so we're not doing that anymore. So um, anyway, I don't need people without a life to decide they're going to screw up other people's. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's where we are. And let's see. Um, I just changed some settings on my screen, so I think everything's okay. Um, okay, so you saw the title screen, hopefully, uh, either in... Uh, the, the, the post that we put out on, you know, YouTube and all that kind of stuff earlier today, uh, or in the email that we sent out, or if you were signed in before we got started, right? Um, uh, you, you saw, uh, what was going on, right? But, uh, I've, I've been on this kick. Yes, pun intended for those of you who need that to be, uh, true or said or whatever. Um, I saw a really cool t-shirt this weekend that said, um, uh, you know, you know that phrase, right? Somebody will say something, and then it's an accidental kind of thing. Like, oh, um, uh, pun. Um, what do they say? Unintended or something like that, right? Um, uh, I'm going to just start intending them, right? Keep people guessing. Anyway, so um, I've been on this kick about I don't know trying to motivate people, and I, I don't know that I can do that, but maybe I'll hit on something that will strike a nerve, and you'll go, you know what, damn it, that's that's right, and I'm done screwing around or whatever, and I, I, I've got to do this, right? If not now, when the hell am I ever going to do it, right? Which is something big that comes from our Mikio training as well. Um, and so... Uh, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm talking about things that we need to do, sometimes not. Or what, this is kind of a mix, right? Um, but it really has to do with with uh, a couple of different mindsets. And I'll, I'll give you, a, for instance, for this, right? Um, because we're about to build um, a new team, right, at the dojo. Uh, I've got my my uh, leadership team in place that's helping to guide, like, the growth of things, right, Uh the online uh, training stuff because I can't do everything, right? So I've got somebody um, I'm going to be putting in place over there to, to, to uh, lead, literally lead, right? Uh, like the president of that side of, of things to handle the online uh, training stuff. Of course, I'll still be doing the teaching and and producing the, the training and all that kind of stuff. But as far as uh, managing how the whole system works and all that kind of stuff, somebody over there, I got somebody running social media for me now. Uh, somebody else uh, right now finishing up uh, one project, and then uh, they're going to be handling some other technical kind of things uh, that's going on. But what's happening is the dojo uh, has literally like exploded uh, student-wise, right? I mean, we went from less than uh, from having less than a dozen people left over, 
after all this uh, COVID shutdown and all that kind of stuff uh, to we're pushing 50 at the moment. And um, uh, it's just, we've got people calling all the time. As a matter of fact, I just got a call today from a local uh, private school that is having some kind of special event coming up and they want us to do a breakout session uh, on a, on a topic that martial arts really points to and all that. And that can turn into uh, a bunch of students uh, coming out of that. So uh, pull stuff, right? Just leverage and all that. But the point here is that the school is growing really, really quickly and I need to expand my, uh, my staff, right? I, I need to get people pa- back in place. We need more assistance out on the floor and all that. Uh, so coming up here, uh, the next couple of weeks, uh, I'm going to be doing another, uh, uh, what is it? A, uh, nine week, 10 week, something like that. Uh, it, uh, accelerated instructor training program. Uh, and it's, it's for people that uh, they don't have to be black belts yet or whatever, but it kind of, uh, gets the training started and it uh, gives them a feel for how at least my martial arts schools run and what it takes to be a professional educator in a professional uh, martial arts education uh, thing, right? Uh, not just kind of the, you know, the kickback Saturday group kind of thing, right? Nothing wrong with those. It's just um, I, I want people to know that when they enroll in my academies that uh, we're going to be around when they've gone through the process and they're ready to earn their black belt or their next level or whatever, as opposed to this crapshoot of like I signed up at Billy Bob's place uh, out of his garage and then Billy Bob's life changed, uh, whether it's marriage, divorce, job, no job, whatever changed, uh, who knows, the Starship Enterprise beamed him up or whatever. Next thing you know, he's gone and these people are without a without a student or without a teacher, and whatever, right? So got to have this kind of stuff in place. I do. Right. Uh, we're looking to expand, um, to, uh, have a bunch of other schools. And I know a lot of other people, once I, uh, unleash that goal, uh, a bunch of other people started talking about having it. Um, uh, okay. And that's fine. Right. Um, I wish you well. Um, I just hope that you've spent the same kind of, uh, time, effort and money, uh, on getting the type of business education that you need to be able to manage that kind of, uh, thing. But anyway, right. So, uh, we need to have this, this stuff in place, right. And so, uh, I need to start off where I was uh, a couple of years ago before my accident and, and all this and kind of just, just go, right. I'm everything's, everything's good to go and we're going, but, um, so not only are there systems in place for like how to enroll a student and, and, and these touch points to make sure that a student is not just, uh, coming to class and, you know, taking their test and passing and all that, but that we're, we're moving them along, um, and, and they're able to see their progress and all that kind of stuff, right? So program director and, and assistant instructors and, and things like that, right? So, uh, but, um, besides the jokes that we have, uh, like uh, termination means something different in our school than it does in most businesses kind of thing. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the things that, that folks get during their leadership training um, is this understanding about the, the terms or, or idea or whatever of, of can't and won't. Right. Can't and won't. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, these things are often bandied around or what, what people will do is they'll use a term. And we've all experienced this. Right. 
uh, people using the term need when it's really a want, right? Um, so like, I, I really need that, and uh, but it's not a need, right? I mean, it's not clothing, food, shelter, protection from the elements, those kind of things, right? Um, it's it's a it's a want, right? And and wants are typically temporary kind of things, right? Um, like I need certain things in place to fulfill on the goals and stuff that I've set for myself and my team. I need certain types of people. I don't need people with certain types of skills. You need to understand the difference, right? Um, I don't hire based on skill sets. I can train somebody to have the skill sets that I need them to have. I hire based on attitudinal qualities and personal characteristics, personality traits, right? Because they can't be taught. They can't be taught, right? Somebody can fake that for a little while, but as soon as challenges and kind of crap like that pop up, everything changes. This is the same thing for with people that really want to be successful or they want to be wealthy or they want to be a master or whatever, um, but they don't want to work on those parts of themselves that require the ability to handle challenges and to get back up and keep going after you've fallen down the 14th time kind of thing, right? That, mm, that's, that's just too much work, right? Um, they would like it to be handed to them, but they piss it away um, within a couple of weeks or a couple of months, you know, because they, they don't have the skill sets or not even, it's not the skill sets, it's the personal character traits. Um, now, can they be learned? Of course they can be learned, right? But they also need to be practiced until they become the new you, right? So that's a process of recreating yourself. But you know what? I don't have the time to wait for somebody to catch up, personality type, um, to be the kind of person I need them to be as a member of a professional team, right? Um, helping students with progress and growth and whatnot. I don't need somebody who, uh, you know, is, is, runs around being a victim to their own, uh, emotions, right? So something happened at 9 a.m. this morning and they're still carrying the chip on their shoulder or the pissed off mood or whatever it is when they walk in the dojo at 3.30 for classes to start at 4. No, no, no. No, no, right? Um, if, if you can't flip that switch and become this other thing or drop that and let it, no, 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 right? I don't, I don't have, no. And, and I believe that people can change. I just can't gamble everybody's, uh, future or, or whatever on somebody doing that, right? So I, I would rather teach somebody the skill sets that they need than to have to try to, get somebody to do um, the personality stuff, right? So um, attitudinal stuff is, is more, more, more and more important to me, right? But what we end up running into, and again, so that need want kind of thing, right? Um, often what you'll hear uh, people say is, um, I can't do that, right? Um, I, you know, that's part of the job. Well, I, that's, I, I can't do that. That's, that's not me, right? So, okay, but you're, that this is not a can't do, right? Because you're a human being, you've got a brain, you've got hands and arms and whatnot. You can do that task. You can do this thing. You can say these words. You can talk to people, right? That kind of thing. What you're really doing is using the word can't as a substitution for the word won't, right? And uh, in my academies, when, when people are on my team, uh, at whatever level, whether they're the executive level or they're, they're, you know, the instructor level or they're in our SWAT program, uh, which is a team of student volunteers that help 
to kind of keep things running smoothly and all that, whether it's uh, helping to keep the dojo clean or setting up for uh, special events or seminars or event security, whatever, right? Um, uh, we don't we don't play with that kind of thing, right? So um, I had this hard fast rule, and everybody gets to learn it right up front, right? If it's a can't issue, like you literally can't, let's say you're working for me, right? If you can't do something, that's a me problem, right? Because that requires training, right? I just need to train you so that you can do this thing, right? Can't is, I don't know how. Great, no problem. That's that's a me problem, right? Or as we build more and more schools uh, and we've got uh, uh, school managers or school directors in place, master instructors, right? Whatever you want to call them, right? Or uh, uh, regional guys or whatever. Um, that, that's that's their responsibility, right? Somebody doesn't know how to do something, right? They can't. So that's just a training issue, right? Won't is a different issue, right? Won't is an, well, that, that's, uh, no, I'm not going to do that, right? I won't do that. Okay? That's easily fixed, too. See, both of these are easily fixed. Okay, If it's a can't issue, that's easily fixed, right? Somebody trains you to do it. Okay, If it's a won't issue, that's easily fixed, too. There's the damn door. Okay, I will not run my stuff, and I don't, I don't operate in day-to-day -day life, right, um, where people think that there's a third option, right? They won't do something... So everybody else will bend and pick up the slack so that they don't have to, but they can still keep their job, and then they become the weak link in the system and why everything's not moving forward or why we have to hire three more people because the work can't be done by this one or two. or And on top of that, they become a poison to whatever group that they're in, right? They're, they're not success-oriented, right, for themselves or anybody else. Right. So I think if they just stall or drag along long enough, you know, it's just easier for people to because that's what the people have always done. Right. Um, but they'll just take up the slack. Right. They'll be resentful. They'll be pissed off or whatever. But they're not going to do anything anyway. Right. They're just screw it. I'm not doing that. So if you want it done. You're going to do it yourself. OK. Well, if I have to do it myself, I don't need you around. So there's the damn door. Right. So. But this also comes into play when we're working on things for ourselves, right? You don't get to have the big prize. You don't get to grab the golden ring on the merry-go-round. Whatever analogy you want to use, you don't get to do that by picking and choosing what you're going to do in a process that requires certain things to be done, right? So, uh, you know, if... if if I've set a goal and I've backtracked on the goal knowing that certain things have to be in place, there's a certain amount of knowledge or knowledge about certain areas that I have to have. There are certain things that I have to be uh, able to do personally, right? Um, one of them, big time, especially if you're, if you're doing um, any kind of thing like I'm doing, right? Uh, your association to risk has to be better than it is for most people. Most people's association to risk really sucks, right? That, mm, no, 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 no. You mean I could possibly lose everything? Uh, yeah, no, I'll just, let me just flip burgers for a while. Yeah, that'll be good. 
Okay. Or whatever it is, right? Um, I hate the cubicle, but you know what? Right. I really, well, man, I really like to have my own business or run my own. No, no. Cause you see that might happen or that might happen. Yeah. Of course, right? That, 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 this doesn't mean that I run into the freaking bear's cave and I want to poke him on the nose and hope I get out alive. I'm not taking dumbass risk, right? This is having the knowledge and and the the all the information that I need, and then, okay, great, let's move in that direction, okay? Yeah, but lots of things can go wrong. Yeah, but lots of things could go right, and these things will only go wrong if I'm not paying attention to them or I put the wrong people in charge of them or whatever. So. Um, Assumption of risk also comes a lot comes along with um, uh, acceptance of of a lot of responsibility as well, and a lot of people don't want that either. So, so if we're really if we're really setting these goals for ourselves, right? One of the things we really have to look at are uh, how we describe things or how we think about things in, in the word term, right? So with our, our son meets our triple secrets, thought, word, and deed, right? What's going on, right? And when I'm, when I'm talking about thoughts, um, I'm not, I'm not talking about vision or intent or the, the wants and dreams and those kind of things, right? What I'm talking about is how we talk to ourselves, our inner dialogue, right? Um, and, and during today's session, we're not talking about how our inner, does our inner dialogue match our outer dialogue right what we talk how we how we speak in the world right um in the the uh, in the ninjas uh uh the three aspects of a ninja right the uh shiku oshinobu right Th this is one of those aspects right reconciling the internal and the external and that kind of stuff and to make sure that we're we're a person of integrity we're walking the talk kind of thing right so one of these things that we really have to pay attention to is, one, how we describe things. And I apologize for the, for the background uh, noise here. Here, uh, a couple of months, it's still going to be a couple of months until I'm, I'm in the, the, uh, our home. For those of you who don't know that we have fire, um, uh, back in our home and back in my home office, which is more of a soundproof studio and all that kind of stuff. But either way, um, so here's another one of those things, right? I could have gone, well... Shit, we had a fire. I'm in a temporary place. There's no good place to set up uh, the the internet. Uh, you know, at the dojo, uh, that's not, not. We can't do it there. That's not good enough. Uh, you know, I, I, so I'm not going to be able to do this for a while, guys. I can't. I can't. Right? Um, really? Is that a can't or is it a won't? Do what you need to do to get through temporarily. Uh, deal with challenges or whatever. Uh, until you can do what you need to do, right? So uh, I'm just, I'm not that kind of person, right? But uh, this is not about, I guess it's not about me, right? Uh, it's about self-assessment, right? And uh, those people that are on a personal development track and who are success-oriented, right, uh, one of their traits is a constant level of self-checking, right? Constant level of self-checking. Uh, and a constant, they're on a constant state of discomfort, okay? Because things typically aren't, that they're not done yet, or they're not ready, or we're not quite where we want to be, right? So um, I think earlier, and I'll have to share it around to some other things. I might have only saved it to my own personal Facebook account, but I, I shared a 
a speech by Steve Harvey. James, did you see that come through? James is just going to be nodding at me, right? Was that on just on my personal account, or was that? Of course, nobody can hear James at the moment. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll end up having to share it around so that everybody gets a chance to see it. Uh, but he makes he makes a lot of these points anyway, right? Um, and you're going to hear this from any mentor, not a coach or a teacher or whatever that's just passing on information, right? You're going to hear this from people who have gone through the process and are where you want to be, right? Because anybody can anybody can talk the lessons. Anybody can teach the monkey moves, right? But the people that have done what is necessary to be done to get where you say you want to be, right? If it's a if it's a really big, significant goal, then they they know what you have to do, right? So. But one of these things, right, is this is this hiding behind certain words, or we won't use certain words because it makes us sound like a loser, makes us sound like a quitter, makes us sound, well, you know, you, you can change the words all you want, right? And this is a big thing in, in our modern society now, right? People are redefining things and changing words. And I'm not getting, this is not the discussion time for any of those things, right? But they're changing definitions so that they can, live out some kind of weird fantasy kind of thing um, as if, you know, if they change the world to, uh, if they change the world so that everybody else is doing what they want done, then they'll be happier, right? What they think is that everybody, you know, if you just do it my way, you'll all be happy. Uh, no, you want everybody else to do it your way so you don't have to change. So you don't have to do the hard stuff, Right. You still want to live like the kid that mommy and daddy are doing all the hard work for, um, but you don't want to do it yourself, right? You know, if, uh, if, if Aunt Minnie would die and just will me that million dollars, then I wouldn't have to worry about figuring out how to make it for myself, um, except that, shit, I don't have an Aunt Minnie, right? Um, let alone a rich Aunt Minnie, right? So, um, again, anyway, right? So there's this can't and won't kind of thing, right? So... When we're saying that we can't do something, right? I shift for those of you who are watching, I'm shift my camera here a little bit, right? Um, just for my own edification, right? So, um, but when we use the word can't, right? I can't do that, right? That's not me, right? Um, I can't bring myself to do that or whatever. Is it really a can't? Like, are you physically uh, handicapped? Right, that that thing that you say you can't do requires a physical limb um, that's required for it to happen. And then, okay, maybe you are, right? I'm betting that 99.8% are not, right? But maybe you are. Then you're going to have to explain to me how people that are missing the same limbs are successful in the same areas that you want to be. So they can, right? Um, are you mentally handicapped to the point where you can't do those things? Uh, I think it was today. I, I do so much in a, in a given day, I don't even know what time it is. Uh, if I don't have alarms set on my phone uh, I, and to remind me that, ding, you need to move to the next piece, uh, I would probably be late or not, not a no-show for a bunch of these things. Um, James, was that today, too, where I posted that, uh, that quote uh, from Aldous Huxley? Um, uh, any person that's capable of reading, 
is capable of changing and improving their situation and uh, their depth of life and all that, that kind of stuff, basically that kind of thing, right? So, um, right, are, are you are you missing that aspect, right? Uh, are you whatever, right? Are you somehow broken, right? And if you are, then okay, but you still have this aspiration. How do you still make it happen to some extent, right? What I find for most people that use the word can't is they're using the word can't as a substitution for the word won't, right? I don't want to. That that scares me, so it's just better for me to not, right? Because I don't want to have to go through that. Um, maybe, maybe I can just be strong or skilled or uh, confident or disciplined or whatever without having to do all of those things that make someone strong or confident or brave or disciplined or whatever. That's really what they're hoping for, right? Uh, it's one of the things that I was exposed to very early on by my teachers, both in Nijutsu and then again uh, in Mikyo. Uh, there was this whole faulty kind of thing, right, that that uh, people want to go through life like a six-year-old who still believes in baby magic, right, that if I could just, you know, blow out the – make a wish and blow out the candles – or whatever, right? Whatever substitute, right? Wish upon a star, whatever, um, that I can make these things happen without effort, energy, the expenditure of anything, right? Um, I don't have to be uh, or or do anything to make myself into this kind of person that can naturally produce that. Okay? And this has nothing to do with value, right? This has nothing to do, well, it might, right? We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, this has nothing to do with becoming the kind of person that's that's worth that kind of thing, right? Because people have this weird kind of thing, right? Those people are like highfalutin and, and you know, uh, they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. So, uh, you know, uh, we weren't. So you just, you know... Uh, and then what we end up doing is hating and resenting these people without ever learning that most of them, most of the millionaires in America today, and there's way more than most people would ever dream of, right? These people still work their jobs and all that kind of stuff, right? These people learned what was necessary, right? They had to learn what they never were never taught, right, about how money works and, and all that kind of stuff, right, um, to to be able to invest or produce, you know, whatever they needed to. Uh, there are people, there are people like me, right? And many of my friends who uh, grew up poor and taught that, uh, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And don't even wor worry about setting goals because, you know, life's a bitch. You marry one, then you die kind of thing. All these really negative, pessimistic bullshit kind of things, right? Um, that ended up becoming high ranking in this art or successful and influential in, in, in other areas, right? Um, many of us, you know, hitting this Daishihan mark and all that, but, but we're constantly being told by people that use the can't to mask the won't kind of thing that we just don't understand because our situation was different than theirs. Really? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, some people have learned, uh, there's, uh, some guy named, Jason, I don't know if you were on or not. Uh, Jason joined one of our uh, our things and then got a program and, and whatnot. And uh, I think one of the things was he could he could relate, right? Um, with 
similar stepfathers and, and those kind of things, right? Um, brothers from another mother, as they would say, right? <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but some are surprised when they find it, find these things out, but it does take a lot of work. And the farther behind you are, the more work it's going to take, uh, to get there. And, and don't, don't think that just because somebody was born into a family, um, like, uh, people used to always say how lucky my kids were because they were born into this, right? Needed to training and all that. Uh, and I very quickly, you know, told them, don't, don't assume things because when a child's born into a certain environment, right, they can often take things for granted and then they don't see the same kind of value in it, right? Um, or they, you know, eh, eh, I'm not going to do that, right? Um, because they come to it from the same place that somebody who earned it or was trying to make sure that, uh, like in my case, it was a, it was a violence and success kind of thing as opposed to, um, uh, uh, just wanting to earn a black belt or just wanting to train, wanting to train, uh, in the martial arts, right? And that's exactly what happened. I mean, my, all my kids had to train to a certain point because I know that they needed self-defense skills. Some liked it, some not so much, right? Uh, my daughter Trinity, um, loved class when she was in it, but if she could get out of it before going to class, uh, she would do it. I love her to death, um, but you know, and, Dad would never say, I told you so, but she's had to use things a couple of times in her life. Um, so, but there was a certain amount of training they had to do, uh, whether they wanted to or not. But as soon as they hit that point, right, none of my kids train today. None. Okay. So, um, you know, again, be careful assuming that because somebody was born uh, into a happy family, they're going to turn out to be a happy, well-adjusted person or because they were born into money. They know how to how to handle money and keep it, right, and not piss it away as soon as you know Grandpa dies and they get their their trust fund and they're going to be able to pass that on to their kids. Yeah, no, right. So, uh, but we have to be careful with these things, right? So here's here's the thing, right? Um, there's this can't and there's this won't. Okay, there are very few things between you and this goal that you want, right? That you cannot do. And that goes for people that, that write to me all the time and tell me that, um, you know, their job position or they're out of money. One person just wrote to me the other day. Um, I don't even remember names and I, I would never name names anyway, but I get these kind of messages all the time, right? Like they, uh, they just bought a house and they, you know, have, car and whatever, right? And so, you know, they only have $5 for their name, so they can't afford to do a, do any training or whatever. How did you even get there, right? How, how are you even able to, to pass the bank's standards for getting the money to buy the house and the car with so little left over when they have a certain balance for what percentage of things and all that to make sure that you're, you know, make sure you're able to pay them back. But at the same time to make sure that you're not, you know, starving yourself to death because uh, dead, broke and unemployed uh, customers can't pay back loans. Right. And they're not in the racketeering and loan shark business. So uh, they can't come and break a leg, uh, you know, whatever. So, uh, but anyway, I get, I get things like this all the time, right? Um, everything from my wife won't let me to, 
uh, you know, whatever, right? And they may not say my wife won't let me, but oh, my wife has a temper, man. If I do this kind of thing, uh, you know, she, my life will be hell. And okay, so okay, getting from any point to any other point, right? There's there's a gap, right? What am I missing that I need to produce this thing, right? To get here. And some of those things may not be popular, right? They may not be easy. They may not be comfortable. But that doesn't make them not necessary, okay? So while we may have gotten into a relationship because we were one type of person that spoken or unspoken, conscious or unconsciously, decided that somebody was better than nobody at all, Either because we, well, it's not either because. Because we thought so lowly of ourselves and the fact that we thought that nobody would want us. And when somebody did show some attention, I better grab this one. I better grab this one and hold on tight because, uh, right? Ignoring the fact that, you know, there's a whole freaking planet full of other people. Um now we're changing, we're growing, we're different, right? So again, I've done other episodes on things that we may need to do. We may need to have a discussion with this person and say, look, you know, for us to get here and for things to change, I need to do X, Y, Z. Do I have your support? Yes? Great. It's going to get a little bit challenging because these things have to happen and I'm going to have to bring out certain aspects of myself Moving forward, right? You may see less of me. You may, we may need to adjust and make special time like my wife and I do. My wife is very, very supportive, but she's also a very successful one in our own right. So we have to really balance out schedules, right? Um, and she's also a very strong person. So if things weren't going well, uh, someone would hear about it. Um, but she also knows that, you know, we, we, we mesh well, right? Uh, that doesn't mean that there's not grading, aggregated, or or stressful times. Um, it's just uh, things have to be solved, right? So, um, but you know there has to be this adjustment, right? And but if you get you know but 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 what if I get a they're they're not okay with that? Okay, then you have to decide. You have to decide whether status quo at a lower level of existence. Okay, because you're not going to get this other thing, right? If that and the way you're living and the way you are being, if that's satisfactory and I can cut that dream loose, right? You're going to have to decide if that's more important or that's more valuable than this other thing, right? That you can envision, right? They may not be able to see that life is going to be so much greater Right. Once you have skill, ability, whatever else that's, you know, that's going to come with this other package, they may not be able to be able to see that. But right. So is that more important? Right. Or is riding out the negativity until reality catches up with them? It's kind of like in a self-defense situation. Right. I've already read the person. Right. I, I know where they're going to go 90 percent of the time. Right. And I can. In my head, I can already see them laying on the ground, right? I'm not the, oh, shit, let's see where this is going to go. I'm not that person, right? If I don't already know that I can see you laying on the ground, 
I'm not getting involved in this, right? Okay, so this is not this is not who's the tough guy on the block. This is this is living the lesson from the scrolls, right? The secret to winning every battle is not getting in one you can't win. And I know how duh that sounds to people, but I watch people get into fights, physical, verbal, emotional, and stuff all the time, right? What the hell? Now this is not the same as well, you know, if Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? That's just that's just wussy, right? That's just I'm not willing to to hold my own ground and keep my testicles where they need to be or my girl parts or whatever, um, right? Are you married to somebody that is your equal and you have a significant or a mutually beneficial relationship, or are you married to your mom? Okay, and you're worried about getting punished. I understand. Happy wife, happy life, all that kind of stuff. But you know what? That's supposed to be mutually beneficial, right? That's supposed to be a two-way street. If it's not, then there's already a problem. But either way, right? What's more important, right? Not rocking the status quo and maybe having to go through the whole process of finding somebody else that is the right kind of fit for who you are now, right? Uh is that more important, right? In which case, you got to cut your dreams loose. Otherwise, otherwise you're going to drive yourself insane, right? You're going to be a bitter, old, resentful fuck. You, you are, right? So is that more important? Or is the dream more important, but you're willing to put up with the aggravation and all that because you just know it's when they see the benefits coming in, right, they're, they're going to get it, right? Uh, you know. And who cares if you ever get an apology? That's If that's the important thing, right, then that, that's like somebody who needs to be the person that goes, told you so. The world already caught up and showed them what the reality was, right? They may or may not feel like shit on the inside or whatever, but if, you, if you're the gloating kind of person, then may I suggest that you're probably doing things for the wrong reasons anyway, right? But can you do that or... Are you not willing to put up with the energy suck that that kind of thing could produce? And you need to make a change to that part uh, of your life so that you're free to pursue this thing and get where you need to go, right? Um, I don't know. I can't, I can't answer that for you because that's an internal thing, right? It's an internal thing, right? Um, I've done two of the three. Actually, I've done all three. Until I realized that um, I was allowing people to lead who didn't have a vision, but were willing to dump on me because we didn't have what they wanted to have. So uh, now I'm only I only make decisions based on two of those three. Right? But again, that's me. Okay. But we have to come to grips with, and we have to stop using one word to mask another. Okay. We have to stop acting. If you really want what you want, if you really want a black belt needs it to, or a tenth on it needs to, or to, you know, have a really great job, or what, instead of being resentful, instead of being envious, instead, whatever, right? Instead of being angry, instead of being, instead of accepting my lot in life, that I'm just a poor, uh, slave to, to the world and whatever, right? I know lots of people don't use those words, right? Cause, Ego likes to justify things, but we have to stop 
masking those things. And then we have to come to grips with, because of this gap, right? The, the gap between where I am now and where I want to be. The gap. The gap includes, like I said, knowledge, skills, money, time, whatever, right? So we need to stop operating as if my temporary situation right now, no money, no time, whatever, we need to stop operating like that's a forever thing, like it's a prison. Like this is my life forever, right? I, I don't have the money now, so I will never have the money, right? I don't have the time now, so I will never have the time, right? All these things, whatever the factor is, right, that's the can't or it's the, it's the, it's the gateway or the limitation or whatever, we have to stop doing that because what we have, each of these things ha is something that needs to be taken care of. I don't have the money. Great. Okay. How do I increase my income or my income level or whatever so that I can do what needs to be done every day and there's extra to put toward this other thing, building a business or training or whatever, right? How do I do that? Well, I can't. Like uh, I'm already maxed out in hours at work. Right back where we started from. You're always going to have that job. Really. There are no other freaking jobs in the world. Yeah, but you know what? Whoa, 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 whoa. You're talking to the wrong person. Okay. Whenever, whenever somebody tells me, like, I, I, I've, I've, you know, I, I've looked everywhere for a job. I begin to piss them off because I go, really? How many applications or uh, resumes or CVs did you send out today? How many did you send out this week? How many did you send out this month? Okay. One of my students just had lunch with him the other day. Um, his wife worked at this one company, and um, she's a she's a registered nurse, right? And lost her job because they were the company was sold to another company, and they shifted their perspective and downsized and whatever, right? She was unemployed for a total of three months. Three months. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. During those three months, Sarah sent out 300 resumes to 300 different companies and or their departments. That, my friends, is somebody looking everywhere for a job. And she was willing to do it over and over until she got another one, right? But she also had certain standards, right? There was a certain amount of income that had to come in. There was a certain... Uh, not type of job. I mean, she obviously wanted to work in healthcare and use her license and all that, right? But she didn't pigeonhole herself into, well, I work for this type of organization, so I, I can only apply at these other ones because they had five, like five competitors. So, no, 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 no. How many hospitals? How many regional healthcare? How many, uh, you know, smaller groups? How many, uh, whatever, right? She's in a very different type of thing now. Um, but Still working as an RN, still right in medical thing. Uh, actually, got a pay raise for the whole thing. My wife did the same thing, right? So um, often, what ends up happening is we get so stuck in something, or our education from past role models who are not where we want to be, right? Passed on things in a way that conditioned our thinking, right? So the question is, how many of your can'ts are actually can'ts? Right. So like I, I can't do that thing because I don't know anything about that. 
Okay. Like I can't, uh, can't be a salesman in, um, uh, in cosmetics because I don't know anything about cosmetics. Really? You know anything about selling things? Can you learn about the product line? Right? Yeah, but I've always sold cars. And it's the same skills. The object is just different. Right? The benefits are different, but you know that there's benefits for so I mean if you really know sales or did you just memorize a sales script and a to-do list and so that's all you got, right? You don't really understand sales. You just go through a step-by-step -step checklist, uh, and that kind of thing, right? It's the same thing with with uh, with our training, right? Okay. Oh, I can't roll because you know I'm really stiff. You know, it's really good for stiffness. Yeah, I know. Some a bunch of you said stretching. Okay, it's rolling. Okay, because rolling is a natural massage to the body. You just start slowly and, you know, you don't need to be doing freaking dive rolls and start in a place that you can grow up from, right? Um, but not only is rolling a great body stretching and flexibility kind of thing, but it's a great aerobic uh, exercise as well, right? Because more muscles have to fire to adjust and, and all kinds of things, right? Um, you know, well, I, I can't bend my knees more uh, in training uh, to get lower my kumai because it makes my legs hurt. Yeah, you don't know to stop that doing that until your legs are strong enough to hold up your damn body and then you won't have that problem. Okay. But see what stops people, you know, it's that, well, the pain or the discomfort or the, okay. When you tell me something hurts, right? Which of the five different types of pain are you experiencing? Cause only two of them are going to cause me to say, don't do that. You're hurting yourself. Okay. So, The training is you know, whatever, right? But we, we have to be honest with ourselves. If you can't be honest with yourself, how the hell are you going to be honest with anybody else, right? You're the only one you can't lie to. And if you can, man, you're way better than the high-paid actors in the world that I don't trust, right? I don't trust actors. And the reason why actors don't have uh, really good long-term, for most of them, really good long-term relationships is if you think about this, uh, actors, right, are professional high-paid liars. They are chameleons. They're able to change and shift to become this character that will convey, I mean, they're so good at it, they can convince you that they're this other person, right? So, but it's really, really difficult to lie to yourself, right? You've got to have a couple of mental issues that allow that to happen. But we can condition our, our view of reality by telling ourselves the same story and the same lie over and over again, right? Until it actually becomes real to us. And we would swear to God that that situation actually occurred that way or that it even occurred. Okay? It's a downside. The upside to that is uh, you can do creative visualization over and over and over again and recite affirmations and all that until your subconscious shifts to that new belief system, right? It's the same shit we've done all along. We just did it accidentally. Right. And here you have this perfect chance to recreate yourself in this thing. But anyway, there's this can't. Right. But just like the can't. Right. Because can'ts can be worked on. Right. Can'ts are easy. Right. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Right. Um, I, I can't um, hold myself in an Ichimonji uh, for, you know, two minutes because my legs are weak or I can't hold it there for, you know, I can't stand in a, in a heat show. 
right, for more than like two or three seconds before I, like I fall and I have to catch myself, right? Just keep working on it, right? What is it about your posture that's off that keeps your balance off that you need to fix? Because it's not just doing hecho over and over again. Because if you keep doing hecho the same way, guess what? A couple of two three seconds, you're going to fall off balance. You're going to have to catch yourself, right? Is your core tight? Are your hips rolled under? Is your is your posture correct the way you were taught in Shizen, right? Ears over shoulders, shoulders over hips, hips over foot. Is the foot right up your center line, right, under head and in line with the spinal column, or is it off, right? Um, whatever, right? Are your thigh muscles uh, not strong enough? Are you shifting your weight over your arch instead of keeping it centered on the kidney shape and the outside edge and the flat of the heel, right? Uh, what, is your knee buckled under? Uh, is the alignment between your hip, your knee, and your ankle what it's supposed to be that keeps a human being standing, right? You, you figure out what the problem is and you fix that thing and then it's not a problem anymore, right? But having a list of can'ts is a freaking wonderful thing because that's your to-do list. Like, I, I can't because I don't know anything about that thing. If you're listening to me, you have access to the freaking internet. Start doing Google searches. Start going on to these free education sites or low-cost courses on Udemy or whatever, right? I mean, find somebody who knows something about that that's willing to, like, teach you because they're paying it, they're repaying what a, a previous mentor helped them with, Right? Start telling other people, you don't know anything about this. Do you, is this something you can help me with? No, okay. Do you know anybody who does? Fantastic, right? Hey, uh, whatever, right? Well, I can't talk to people. Practice talking to people. Or how about this? Write them an email. How about, uh, you know, having somebody else talk to them for you and make the introduction, right? Um, whatever, right? I can't, I, I can't list is a to-do list that's easily fixed now it may take time depending on like the knowledge i need uh, that's going to take me six months to get or okay it's going to take you six months can't do anything about that okay unless you study faster harder whatever right um, nobody ever said that it was that because a person established like in, in our program right um each module takes six months for somebody to go through who's in the dojo Right? You know where that six months came from? The average students come the average student comes to class twice a week and maybe, maybe practices a time or two at home for a couple of minutes throughout that same week. So what's it gonna take for them to test sooner? Like my guy Dan, uh, not Dan, Stan, right? Stan, I don't know if Stan's on or not. Sorry, Stan, not Dan. Um, Stan tested for his first belt after white, right? His yellow belt, second belt in module one. Not at the two-month mark, right, after he got started. Not at the one-month mark after he got started, right? Three weeks after he got started. Because he practiced all the time at home. He was in the dojo quite a bit. He got into the program that allowed him to do all this extra stuff. And Stan's now talking about getting into our SWAT program and doing instructor training, right? So and he hasn't even been around for, like, two full months yet, okay? So... Stan is obviously highly motivated to get things done because he wants it, right? Uh, I can't do this. Well, great. How, how do you make that happen, right? Well, I can't do that training yet because I don't make enough money. And 
okay, well, what can you do to make more money? Right? How much shit's laying around in your house that you could post on freaking eBay or whatever, uh, or have a yard sale or, right? Again, I don't care if you have a job or not. It's the best time to be looking for another job. How many, how many, um, uh, how many uh, applications did you put in this week? How many applications did, right? And are you looking for things that will pay you what it is that you need, right? Or are you still operating based on, well, as long as I can get the bills paid and I have a little left over to, uh, yeah, I don't know, pay for my Hulu and my Netflix subscription, uh, I'll be good, right? Um, what do you need, right? What's the gap? And how do I get there, right? Now, just like in my place, right, can't easily fixed, requires training, requires whatever, right? What are your wants? What are your won't do's? If I were to give you a success list to go from point A to point B, right? Do these things and that is freaking guaranteed to happen. And you won't do, let's say it's a list of nine things and you won't do two, six, and seven. But if I tell you these things, these nine things have to be done in this order, right? And that will happen, right? But you won't do two, six, and seven. Well, you can blame me for it not working because I tried everything. I worked the system. Really? You know, that gnawing feeling you have, that lump in your throat, that gnawing feeling that you have because you know you're lying your ass off? Okay? I can't help you. Okay? I gave you what you needed. What are your wants? Okay? You take your wants to the mirror and you look at the guy or the girl looking back at you. And you have a discussion with the person that is stopping you from getting what you want. And stop blaming the money, stop blaming the time, stop blaming all these other things. Because wants easily fixed too. And life is doing it to you all the time. Life is showing you the damn door. And the door is to a different path than the one to the goal that you want. Happy Valentine's Day. This is the Aizen lesson. Right? That's why the, all the flames are there and the fangs. and Because the, these are the things that are not nice. These are the things that are challenging. These are the things that make us uncomfortable. Right? We think that people got rich or they got successful or they became a master or whatever. Or like Hatsumi Sensei. Right? Well, he became Soke because like Takamasa Sensei uh, made him Soke. Right? It was, Hatsumi Sensei didn't pick that. Hatsumi Sensei became the kind of student... That Takamatsu felt safe to pass things on to. That it wasn't going to be pissed away or fall apart in a couple of weeks, couple of months, couple of years. Right? He made himself into the kind of student that the teacher was willing to... Right? You think the Grand Master just like picks somebody out of a freaking... Uh, one of those little hamster wheel kind of things with a bunch of names in it and go, Oh, we're going to make him so okay, uh, Whatever. Right? I'm sure Hatsumi Sensei chose the current Soke for you know moving forward the same way, giving it lots of contemplation. Right? Who's not gonna screw this up and devalue all the names that came before them? Right? So this is this is honesty time, right? Won't easily fixed as well. Okay? And like I said, the universe takes care of it, okay? Life 
I just, I just was listening to something from the past. Who was it? Uh, Dr. David Swartz, I think. Swartz or Schwartz? Wrote a book called The Power of Thinking Big. It wasn't Eugene Schwartz. That's a different one. David Schwartz, I think, right? Um, and uh, he was talking about different students and, and clients and mentees and stuff like that that he has. And um, uh, he was uh, talking about how um, life assigns a value to you pretty damn close to the value that you assign to you. Yeah. So here's the thing. And, and I got this from, Shoshi Malmstrom and a bunch of other people. Cause you know what? I was this guy. I was this guy that I'm describing to you. Okay. I know nobody wants to believe it, but I was that guy. Okay. And the lesson I got from my teachers was that tip of the boot love kind of thing. It was the, you know, before you start blaming anything or anyone else for your position, condition, Whatever. Go look at the guy in the mirror and go have a conversation with him. I'm sure they had the same conversation with girls too. So, right. This is not a guy thing, girl thing, whatever. Right. Go, go look at the face in the mirror. Okay. And you got to reconcile with them. Right. When you stop bullshitting that person, then things will start to change. Right. Uh, I think one of the other Post I just uh, put out was James was that last week or a couple of days ago? Anyway, it was um, I, I think the statement I made was I would rather uh, well, how'd that go? I would rather get I would rather get the unpleasant truth right, no matter how bad it is right about a problem right, than to have somebody sugarcoated right because I can fix. A true, honest, authentic problem. That can be fixed. No matter how uncomfortable, no matter how much work, effort, whatever it takes, it can be fixed because I, I can, that, that's the problem, right? It's, I got the truth about it. That's the, that's the, that's the problem. A lie, a problem that's, that I don't have the facts about or that's been lied about or twisted or whatever can never be fixed. No matter how much sugar you throw on top of it. So no matter how much, no matter how many, how many sugar-coated words we use for our own misgivings or our own fears or can'ts or whatever, no matter how much we do that, all we're doing is making it more difficult to get where we say we want to go. Right? So anyway, that's what I have for this one. So let's let's open this up. Um, if there's anything, James, I'm gonna unmute and open you up. Hopefully. You've been sitting like perfectly still, so you either like one Jack Zen master or your screen screen froze up again. Um no, I saw you move. Never mind. <laughs> hey look, it's James, everybody. Um any any questions or comments or anything like that come in? I saw that we we were really starting to jack up on the number of people, and then I hit a couple of really uncomfortable things. Did you see that? Every, every time <laughs> yeah, I hit a like the, the numbers dropped and people are like, no, 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 I had to go. Like, uh, uh, like, uh, my pet unicorn needed to be walked. Uh, you know. <laughs> that, 
whatever, you know. <laughs> Since he's an ass. Yeah, well, there's that too, right? Uh, did anything come in other than the hey, hi, whatever? No, no, no questions. No. Carl's no, on. Stuff. Absolutely. Any, any, um, anything you want to throw on top of that fire? I know how you like public speaking. <laughs> it's not easy, right? No, absolutely not. I mean, it's definitely uncomfortable, uh, but it's just one of those things. If that's what you want, and that's what you need to do, you'll just you'll just have to figure out how to push through it, figure it out, and you deal with it. Like you say a lot. Nobody said you have to like it. I say that all the time, don't I? We need a T-shirt that says nobody ever said they have to like it, right? Absolutely. You know, but you, you, you just used a couple of words, uh, a couple of times in succession. And that's, you have to. If you want this thing and you need to get from here to there and these things are required, you have to do them. Right? Otherwise, you get to be the person on their deathbed lamenting that they didn't. I have a friend who's a, who's a minister. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, you and I were talking about Dan Pena. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I haven't like worked one-on-one with the guy, but I consider him a mentor because like I have all of his stuff and he's like the only success guru that I know of that like gives away all of his stuff for free, right? You're not going to like most of it because <laughs> it's not nice, <laughs> right? Have you been going through any of that stuff? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. So, um, he considers himself a really good eulogy maker, right? Um, you know, at friends' funerals and stuff like that, right? And, uh, you know, people have asked him, friends and, and even strangers who have heard him do a eulogy. He had two little old ladies one time. He was doing this eulogy for this uh, this person he knew really, really well. I don't know that they were friends, but he uh, everybody else got up and how they were great and they were a saint. He's like, and she was a hard bitch, right? But really, really successful and did the did the hard stuff, right? And so he got up and he he told it the way it was, right? And, you know, told flat out what, what she would really want to be remembered for. And, you know, that kind of stuff, right? And her love for her family was like ironclad. You didn't touch any of that stuff. And if you, if you thought she was, you know, a Wolverine, it's probably because you stepped in directions you weren't supposed to be stepping kind of thing, right? And he said afterwards, right, people were like looking at him like he was like some evil monster. And these two little ladies came up who were friends of, of his, this person that, that he had done the eulogy for. And they said, that was really great. Would you do ours when we pass? He didn't know these ladies from, from squad, right? But he wanted, but anyway, the, the, the point of the, the little thing here was he said, you know, everybody that's ever asked me to do one of these things, when I've asked them, you know, what, what do you want me to, what do you want me to mention? What do you want me to talk about? Right. Not one of them talks about the highlights of their lives. They talk about the things they regretted not doing. And they wanted those things to be put out as a reminder to don't, don't die with regrets kind of thing. Mm. Right. And so he only has, he only has three. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I have more than that, but, um, one was, uh, he's a, he's a, combat trained army officer who never saw combat. Okay. 
I was a freaking military policeman got a chance to see combat. Um, I don't wish it on anybody, but at the same time, uh, part of who I am is because, you know, uh, I duck bullets and I can flat out look you in the eye and go, if it's not going to kill me, I'm okay. We'll figure this out. Right? Even if it is going to kill me, we're going to figure this out. <laughs> right. Uh, another one was, um, uh, even though his relationship with his parents weren't all that great, the night before his mom died, he was yelling and screaming at her that, um, God damn it, mom, you're not going to die. Stop it. Knock it off. And the next day she was dead. Right. So there, there's a problem. Right. And his other one, which I can absolutely relate to, is um, he didn't set his goals high enough. Mm. Right. So uh, I think people need to really consider, you know, what are your regrets? And do you want to die with those? Right. Um, one of my things from early on was I listened to more than enough adults say, Jeff, if I were 20 years younger, I would, should have, could, whatever. Right. If I could go back and do it. One of my fears that I developed was being that guy on my deathbed. I'd never want to look at my kids or my grandkids and go, you know, if I were 20 years younger, right? You know, those things like if you could push a button, go back to your high school, whatever, you know, knowing what you know now, you know, what would you have done then? I'd have punched more people in the throat. I'd have punched myself in the head for for being too freaking scared to deal with some of these people that I – found out that we're terrified but had a facade going on kind of thing, right? I mean, besides that, I wouldn't push the damn button. High school kids are stupid, right? I would not <laughs> go back to that time in my life again. That's just, no, no. So, because I don't have any regrets about having my children or anything like that, right? So to go back and change things means that all of these other things would have gone, that all the positives would have gone away as well. So I don't play, I don't play those games, right? But um, I, I think that uh, he made a really, really good point about regrets and, and the fact that most people um, on their deathbed, they're not thinking about all the great things, right? There's things that they regret not doing, right? So every time you, every time you choose a won't over a you have to do it, you're choosing to be that person. Right. That's just one more regret. Right. That's just, God, that's a pain. Right. And I don't mean like a pain, like he's a pain in the ass. I mean, that's a gut wrenching lump in your throat kind of pain. You know, that's just, to me, that sucks. And I'm, I'm a couple of years older than you. <laughs> but anyway, right. So, but nothing else came in. Oh, Philip just sent a question. How can we teach? Teach children the difference between can't and don't want to. How? Yes. Let them bump into the wall. My thing with my kids was always, if it's not going to kill them, I let them ride through on that decision they were going to have. They'll learn faster by bumping in the wall. Parents are, parents run around too much or grandparents run around too much trying to save kids from bad choices. Kids' brains don't, they're not fully formed yet, right? They, they don't have certain functions in place until certain ages or age ranges. And that includes like really adult things like being able to delay gratification. Shit, there's 30, 40 year old freaking adults that still can't handle that kind of thing, right? And success requires delayed gratification. 
um, being able to schedule things, um, uh, knowing the difference between good and bad when connected to pain or pleasure, those kind of things, right? There's just those parts of the brain, discernment, those kind of things just are not formed yet. You want to speed up the formation of those um, mental faculties? Let them make mistakes. Let them bump into things, right? Or if you're going to help them, really, don't don't tell them they can't do something that you know that they don't have the resources and whatnot to do. Um, help them, help them, help them <laughs> see the light faster, right? Uh, here's an example. Um, uh, I'm going to dim you out here quickly. As I, how do I do this? How do I make us on here equally at the same time? How do I do that? How do I? Oh, there it is. Thanks. Cool. Now it's just both of us, right? Because I was about to have you like just move your lips and I, I would talk and then really throw people off. Anyway, so um, I um, I formed a law enforcement exploring group uh, when I was stationed with the military police in what was then West Germany back in the 80s. Um, I don't know if anybody's been Boy Scouts or not, but exploring is um, this like big kid kind of thing, right? It's for the teens. Um, I think it goes up to what, 18, 19? I think it's a little bit older than, because um, scouting you have to be done at 18, but I think exploring goes a little bit farther. Uh, but anyway, it did when I was I was in. So there's two types of explorers. There's um, like high adventure, which is basically still scouting. You're hiking and camping and all that, but it's co-ed. Maybe not a good idea, right? I wonder how many scout babies um, came about in the world, right? Um, and then other ones were vocational. Right. So uh, a fire department could sponsor or host a uh, fire or EMS uh, exploring group. Right. Um, a police department, which is what what happened with mine. Um, do, did, and that's how I that's how I actually got into law enforcement. Right. I didn't want to be a damn cop. And then my friends were a part of it, invited me to a meeting. And I was like, holy shit, there's a science behind this. Wow. That means I had, you know, wow, I must have had advisors that were cops with brains and not just out to like shoot people in the face. Hmm. Anyway, um, so I paid it forward uh, like my mentors did. And I was raised in a scouting family anyway. Um, but when I was stationed in Germany, I convinced my military police unit, which required commanders and all that kind of stuff, that this would be a good thing, right? Uh, it would be for dependent youth and all that. Didn't have to be associated with the with uh, the, the military police unit or anything like that. Um, but they would be learning about this stuff. So uh, there were all these uh, things that we did. And um, uh, one of them, there's a bunch of commotion upstairs. Anyway, um, uh, one of them had to do with like, they, they would still go camping and do these extra little events. And um, they had to raise money to do that, right? So, uh, you know, they decided that they wanted, wanted to go on a ski trip, right? Um, now, we're in West Germany, the Alps, right? Not close to where I was, right? Required transportation, required logistics, required money for ski passes and lifts and, you know, how many of you have. So I didn't say, no, you can't because we don't have enough money in the, in the treasury. What I said was, this is a really great idea. Okay, so what do we need? Because a couple of men had already gone skiing and stuff, right? Except mom and dad footed the bill, right? Okay, so what do we need, right? 
Okay. So are we going to just like do it as a day trip? Cause that means we're only going to have like a half an hour, an hour while we're there. Or do you want to do this? As, oh, like we'll do it over a weekend. Okay. Great. Okay. So what do we need? Right. Um, where are we going to stay? Right. Well, like the chalet and all that kind of stuff. And okay. So let's look that up. Right. So, um, uh, how much is that a night? Well, last time we stayed and everything, that was like, I don't know, like 30 bucks. I mean, we're talking mid eighties, right? So it's like 30 bucks a night or okay, great. All right. So whatever. Right. Uh, no, that was a person, right? So the, I mean, the, the chalet, these ski resorts are not cheap, right? So the place was like $120 a night. And if we put four people in a room that dropped it to $30 a night, right? So, okay, so we're, we're running down this list, right? So how are we going to eat? How are we going to feed, right? What are the tickets, the lift tickets, right? We're doing this thing for two days. And, like, they kept doing the math, right? And the number just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay, great. So they're, they're still like, okay, well, it's going to be like this much. Okay, okay, great. Um, how much do we have in the treasure? Uh, $52. <laughs> uh, so it's going to cost, like, well over $150 per, per kid and, and all that kind of stuff, right? And most of them, their parents were not like officers or, you know, whatever, right? Okay, great. So we had this gap, right? To make sure that everybody, so, so here's the thing, right? Is everybody going to contribute and pay their way or is the post going to pay for the tickets out of the treasury? Well, the post is going to pay. Okay, great, right? Because a lot of the kids... Parents were going to go, not no, but hell no, right? So um, so I kept leading them through this thing. And then, okay, so, all right, we're, we're, we're short like three, $400, right? Okay, so what can we do to make the money? See, I'm running them through the same process that I would run any student through for goal setting, right? Okay, so how are we going to make the money? We didn't go. We don't have the money, so we can't, right? They were highly motivated. Great, okay? How are we going to make the money? Okay. Well, we could do uh, bake sales. Okay, great. How much did we make on average over our last three bake sales? 20, 30 bucks. Okay, great. How many bake sales do we have to have to make three to 400 bucks? And how long will it take before people are bake sailed out internally and externally to where we just, we're making less and less, right? Okay, so we can only have so many of those. What else can we do? Well, we can do a car wash. Okay, great, right? Have we done a car wash? Uh, yeah, we did one. Okay, so how much did we make with that one? You know, whatever, right? So I just, I, I was acting as devil's advocate, right? Not saying, yeah, but, not saying no and here's why, right? They didn't think big enough, so I was helping them think big enough, Okay. And not with the intention of shutting it down, because if these kids could have figured it out, shit, we'd have gone skiing, right? No big deal, right? But once I ran them through the process of what a mature mind does to solve a problem, right? Because they were not in a position to do really big fundraisers, right? I mean, you know, raffle tickets, because we'd have had to pay for the tickets to be printed and go around to other places to come up with. with. And I, I think there was prohibition between scouting and the military unit and all that kind of stuff, that there were certain things that we just, we couldn't do, right? There was literally a, we can't do that because of rules and regulations, not because we can't because we're missing something, right? There was literally a hard, right, wall. Well, anyway, I led them through this whole process 
and then they're looking at each other and, you know, they, they were trying to work it out and they said, you know, maybe that's something we can do next year because it's going to take us longer to make that amount of money. Maybe we could just go on a camping weekend. Are you sure? Yeah, 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 that'll work out. We could do this, this, and then they started planning the camping weekend. And you know, that camping weekend, they had more fun than they had in most of the other camping weekends because they absolutely wanted to be there. And it wasn't just something we came up with because the advisor said, we're going to, you know, whatever, right? They planned it. They did everything. And, but because they had to learn about what was all involved that mom and dad normally took care of or the school and school, you know, took care of for these trips and all that. Um, that's how they learned, right? And it changed everything about those kind of things. I also think it's important that kids learn the value of affirmations and how, like, how they're built, how they're structured, how they should be worded, um, all that kind of stuff. Now, obviously, at their level, but kids can absolutely learn the value of doing affirmations like, I enjoy being a strong and in-shape fit um young man, young woman, whatever, right? Um, I enjoy learning and being smart, right? I enjoy those kind of things, right? Um, so it's present tense, it's active. Those, that's, that's absolutely important, right? Uh, these are all things that not only wealthy, but really, really successful. All the power athletes, right? Olympians and all that kind of stuff, they all do this stuff. Visualization, positive affirmations, all this kind of stuff that we... If you were taught this stuff and you're not doing it, then you're like my kids that took this stuff for granted. And they think it was important, right? Because it was already provided for them, right? Comfort is the poison of success. And people that are comfortable don't need to work on things, right? If you need to work on stuff to, to get to that level that you fantasized about, but somewhere in your head you justify, well, it's not really necessary right now. Maybe we can work on it later because I'm, I'm okay where I am, right? I mean, I, I, you know, I don't need to start that training program now because, right? So um, either one of two things are going on. Either you're comfortable at your level of skill or in whatever you're doing, right? Or you don't really believe that you could be the victim of violence or that you might have to protect somebody that you love um, anytime soon. Because if you did believe that, and you recognize that aspect of life in the world, um, then you would find it unconscionable to hold off your training one more freaking minute. Of course, that's just my take on it, and I'm just this old fat bald guy, so don't fucking listen to me. The hell do I know? Right? Um, so, but that's that's my thing. Right. Um, I, I absolutely believe the kids need to be allowed to make decisions. I mean, they want to be in charge anyway, so they need to learn what they don't know because they're not going to believe you. Okay? So they need to learn what they need to learn. And the only way to do that is to bounce off of things that and then that also make them resilient for failures and challenges, too. Right. So my thing is nurture them in the direction that they want to go. Right. If it's not going to kill them, let them make the mistake. Right. And when they make a mistake, don't turn around and go, see, told you so. I knew that wasn't really going to work. Right. No, you, you can still be that nurturing person. Right. Just keep nurturing them in the direction of, OK, I can't do that now. So how long will that take? OK, maybe I can do that in three years. So what can I do now? 
with the resources and the and the whatever that I have. The way to teach somebody to be resilient is to put them into situations where they have to be resilient, right? The way to teach somebody to be strong and confident is to put them in situations where they have to be strong and confident. Just like the way to make your fucking thighs strong enough to do Ichimonji and hold it for a long period of time is to fucking do Ichimonji more so that your thighs have to get stronger. There is no other exercise. Well, can I do squats? Get People want to ask. People want to ask all the time. What exercise can I do to make my legs stronger so I can hold my Ichimonji or my Hicho longer? The best ones is to do Hicho and Ichimonji longer with your knees bent really far, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, to, and to put up with the burn, your muscles will have to adapt. It's the way we're built. Discomfort is the path to comfort. But if you're goal-oriented, you will never ultimately be comfortable because there will always be that next horizon, that next mountain, that next thing, right? And maybe there won't, but you know, I, that's not the way I'm wired. So now that's not the way I'm wired today. Just so everybody's clear, this was not me growing up. This was not me in high school. This was not me until I actually took my teacher's lessons at face value and did the hard shit that I had to do to become the person I wanted to be. And guess what? Still not there yet. You're going to be dragging me kicking and screaming into the grave. <laughs> so anyway, as much as I joke around, I joke around about becoming the old guy who's going to be sitting on my porch, screaming at people, get the fuck off my lawn. Right? I couldn't sit on my porch for that long waiting for them to come along. I'd rather put like, Sharks with laser beams on their heads and traps and stuff out in the yard so that they want to avoid, <laughs> avoid my yard. <laughs> yes, please come into my yard. That would be fun. I'm looking for some extra entertainment. Right? So, anyway. All right. Was there anything else you wanted to throw on top of that? No. Conversations with me can be funny, and they can range all the way to gut-wrenching System shut down, yeah? Okay. Absolutely. Well, well, because they were the same with my teachers, too. Why the hell should you be any different? Not just you, James, but anybody that I'm talking to. Everybody wants to be the different one. They want to be the prodigy, right? The one that didn't need all the lessons, right? Just being in the presence of the master, whoa, right? They want to be the freaking messiah. They want to be, the, they, they want to be the, the one that just didn't need all this extra stuff, right? But there's no proof. It's kind of like my, I've got, I've got a stepson that is a super freaking genius, but I have to remind him on a regular basis. You don't do your freaking work. You don't do your schoolwork. You don't live up to your responsibilities. So guess what? There's no proof. There's no evidence that, that you're this brainiac because you, you take the lazy road every single time, right? So... What it really comes down to is that old adage that nobody cares how much you know until they know much you care about yourself, about the mission, about getting things done, about others, whatever. Nobody cares how much you know, right? If you're just this self-centered prick or this person that like hides in a corner, whatever. And I get it, right? I mean, everybody thinks that I'm an extrovert. When this thing gets turned off, my wife will have to pry words out of me because I really am an introvert. But... I'm also a teacher, so 
maybe I'm a uh, intra extra. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> I went on the fence, you burnt. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so it's cool. Guys, just can't and won't. Just they're not the same thing, right? Right. And take can'ts as a blessing. If you know what your can'ts are, you're halfway there. You have a roadmap. Take care of the can'ts, and the goal will take care of itself. Yeah? If you know what your won'ts are, then you know exactly why you're not where you want to be. And the only one that can fix that, you have to turn your won'ts at least into can'ts so that you can fix the can'ts. But if there's things that are absolutely necessary to get from where you are to where you want to be, and you won't do them, you need to stop blaming everybody else. If you're doing that. If you're not, then, you know, accept because if you don't accept it, if you don't accept it and just get on with things and hang out in your comfort bubble and stay there and be okay with that, if you don't, in for a really bad deathbed experience. And that's just been my experience with other people that just, they don't, they, they, we didn't, we didn't. We wanted to talk about all the great things we did together and all of their yeah buts were the regrets. And yeah, I, God, I don't want that to be in my mind when I go. Can you imagine? Well, if you can't, give it a shot. That might be a shot in the ass. Anyway. I don't want to end this on a sad note. So, happy Valentine's Day. Right? This was all done with love and caring. It absolutely was. But, 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 but. All right, James. What else you got? Nothing? Anybody else toss anything out? Was Phil okay no, with that? Sir. What's that? He, he hang up too. <laughs> Maybe I need to be the dancing monkey or the, I don't know. Guitar playing, whatever it is, right? Um, we could talk about other people's gossip and shit like that, and you know, have how many people on our on our podcast? Not here to entertain. That's not that's not what my responsibility is. My responsibility is to pass on this art and these teachings as correctly as possible, and help the next generation. Be worthy of the lessons. And that's really what it comes down to. Right? If you don't value yourself enough, I once had a, I'll, I'll close this off with one last story, right? I was working with uh, Shoshi Malmstrom at one point. I was in a group, right? We're in a group and we had this meditation in this class. And it was a visualization meditation, right? Um, and I'm not going to have to lead everybody through it because it's it's quite long. But um, he had us walking down this forest path and all that. We saw this person coming toward us, and um, we had to see everything in really really great detail. I mean, actually, like be there. Could we smell the you know, the whatever trees was in our forest and you know whatever the the, the wet dirt from the ground? And could we feel the stones, you know, kind of getting kicked by our foot as we were walking and, and the dirt shifting under our foot. Can we hear twigs snapping if we stepped on them? You know, what kind of animals, or whatever, right? We just see it in as much detail. And 
We're walking along this path, and this person, you know, is in a distance. They're just a dot at first, and then they're getting closer and closer and closer. And the next thing you know, we're standing face-to-face with Takamatsu Sensei, right? Hatsumi Sensei's teacher, 33rd Grand Grandmaster of the Tugakure School and all these other eight lineages and stuff, right? And so we're supposed to see him in detail and everything, right? And then he asks us one simple question. And we need to see what pops into our head. The, like the first thing that pops into our head. And the question is, what makes you worthy of my martial art? There was a punch to the frickin' throat, right? How would you answer that question? I don't mean now. You can be alone with yourself in the dark. But if you don't value yourself, what makes you a valuable receptacle for whatever success thing? Right? There's nothing for nothing. We all know this. Right? But everybody wants to get to that place without paying the price. What are you willing to give to get that which you want. Okay? And don't say you can't. Because as long as you're a normally functioning human being, if you can read, write, if you can dream these things, you absolutely can. And you can do every one of those steps, even the ones you think you can't. If you're going to be a freaking ninja, you better learn to be a problem solver. So figure it out, like James said, right? You have to do it. So you have to figure it out. Not only do you have to do the do, but you have to figure it out. And if you don't know how, go freaking ask someone who already is doing that thing. What do I have to do? What do I have to know? And there's a huge difference between can't and won't. So stop using the damn word can't for the word won't. You need to do certain things to get that which you want. That's proper use of needs and wants. Okay? God, I need a Diet Pepsi. No, I'd like a Diet Pepsi. I don't need one anyway. So, right? But stop, stop coloring things. As long as you're bullshitting yourself, we'll end it there. All right. James, anything else? Uh, Philip just said thank you for the info. Good podcast tonight. That's it. Okay. So as we're moving forward at the dojo, obviously more things are going to go out. That 10-week instructor or advanced or accelerated instructor training program, um, uh, we're going to be doing that virtually as well. So anybody that's currently teaching, wants to teach or whatever, whether it's with me or anybody else, um, this is a like a full-on program, right? Uh, Two... Uh, two of the uh, classes are going to be half-day uh, events, uh, workshops at the dojo, and then there are going to be these uh, one-class-a-week kind of things. They'll be recorded and all that, so if you end up missing some or whatever, you can do them. But uh, as soon as I get this thing on the schedule, which I have to do very, very soon because we have a meeting on Thursday, which is another thing I do to myself, right? Not only do I set a goal, but I th- put things in place that I absolutely have to do because other people are involved. And guess what? Now i got to do it. Right. So um, and it's one of those hard wiring things that we have in our head. Right. 
it's very, very difficult to slip, fail, or, or whatever on things privately that you state publicly. So you want to get to your goals faster? Tell a bunch of other people what your goals are. Don't sugarcoat them and make them as big and bodacious as possible so that they think you're nuts. Okay? But if you don't already think you're nuts, then your goals aren't big enough. Okay? Um, but publicly announce them. And oh, especially tell the people that will, like, call you on it and make fun of you or whatever. Call you names and stuff as soon as you slip. Now you'll have to. Tell the people that you, you know, that are just looking for you to screw up. Tell them. Okay? Then watch how fast you actually get shit done to not have to put up with the bullshit of your naysayers. That'll fix things. Well, I can't do that. No, you won't do that. When you're willing to do the won'ts, then shit will get done and really fast. But be clear on your wants. Okay? And stop leaning on your cans. Your cans are the path. Holy shit. Fix those and your goal should happen by default. If not, you should be 90% of the way there. Either way. All right. James, thank you very much again for your help. Uh, you and I have a little meeting about uh, a new service or whatever we're going to be using for webinars and all that kind of stuff afterwards. So we'll do that. So uh, guys, we're going to wrap this up. I'll talk to everybody again, hopefully next week. I'm still alive and everything's still good, right? James didn't kill me because I pushed one of his personal development buttons. Or <laughs> He's bigger than me. He's way bigger, younger. He's the guy, right? So <laughs> anyway, all right. So um, that's it. All right, I'll talk to everybody again next time. <laughs> Get more of Kudan Radio. Subscribe to your favorite podcasting site or subscribe at modernninjawarrior.com.